five-year-old Kate Molly Collum from County Roscommon uh, lost her life at the end of March. She was just five years old um, due to strep A. Her mother, Claire, joins us on the line now to discuss and to highlight the symptoms and, and what led up to, to that point. Uh, Claire, good morning to you. Good morning and thanks very much for having me on. No, thank you, Claire, for, for coming on with us this morning. It, it's it's um, You're very strong to come on with us and talk about this after it only, you know, um, Kate losing her life so recently. Um, let, let's begin, I suppose, you know, that Kate Molly was a very healthy child, wasn't she, Claire? Oh, she was, yeah. She was so healthy and so well. She was really never sick a day in her life. She she comes in the middle of the family here. She's an older brother and a younger brother, and she spent her whole life playing with them. Out we live on a farm here, and she'd be outside and she'd be running around the farm ever since she was tiny, and she'd be out feeding the sheep and running after the hens. And she used to love herding the hens and getting them in at night time. And she was she was full of beans. She was never sick. This is a complete a complete shock, a complete ball from the blue. Mm-hmm. Um, she was so hardy and so strong and so determined and, and you know, you never think this could happen um, to her or to us, you know. And take us back to to um, March, Claire, if you can, and, and what mm-hmm. and how this, this awful story began. Yeah. So um, we go back to March and um, it was the 31st of March that she, she left us and, and went to heaven. Um, and that was a Friday. So um, the Thursday, the Wednesday, I think the Wednesday was maybe the 29th. And um, she put off on Wednesday during the day. And I was keeping a, a tight eye on her because it wasn't like her at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt Wednesday night then, I felt there was something, something, you know, there was something wrong. And I just couldn't put my finger on it. Um, I just wasn't sure what, what it was. And I felt we needed to go to hospital. Um, quite a high temperature that I couldn't manage um, and for the first time in my life I rang an ambulance for her um, and that was Kate's first time in an ambulance and that was her first time ever going to, to hospital to Amy. Um, I rang the ambulance because I I suppose I knew in my heart there was something there was something quite significant wrong um, and I was afraid that if I drove her myself if anything happened on the way that I would be driving and she'd be in her car seat so I was quite relieved when the ambulance got here and we we had a lovely, um, the lovely team came and they put me right at ease and, and we, we went down and we got to Sligo um, University Hospital. Um, kind of, it could have been into the early hours of, of the next morning maybe when we got there, I'm not sure, but um, we went in and we were seen in A&E. Um, the, the doctors came in and they checked Kate over and... Um, they let us home and they told us that uh, she was fine to go home, that it was just a virus and um, just to go home and manage her temperature. Um, So I was quite happy that I had gone down and got her checked and I had got the professional's opinion and, um, you know, I was happy that I had done the right thing and I was happy to be bringing her home, you know. It was just a virus, um, as I was told. Um, So I came home and my husband collected us then it was, I suppose we had been there a couple of hours by the time all this had happened and by the time we were seen and told we could go home and that. And my husband collected us um, very early the next morning um, 
I think just before the school run. We live in Wisconsin, so we're a good hour, maybe in 15 minutes away from the hospital. Um, so he collected us and brought us home. And um, she stayed the same on, on, on Thursday during the day. Um, and then again, it was Thursday night. Um, I just felt there was a decline in her and I wasn't happy again. And I said, God, I think I need to go back. So we, myself and my husband, we, we rang another ambulance and um, that ambulance came and took us took us back to Sligo Hospital. And um, we got there and I carried her in. And within a few minutes from, from arriving at the hospital, um, things had taken an awful turn. Um, and I realised that, you know, I felt, God, we're going to be here for some time. We're probably going to be here for a few nights. Mm-hmm. And yet I didn't know why. Um, Kate was quite obviously fighting something um, and at the time we didn't know and I have to say it was Kate's strength then she fought so hard into those early hours of the morning right up until um, she eventually left us and went to heaven but she fought so hard and and if it, you know if, if that was enough she would be with us you know but she it just wasn't to be, and the the angel struck her, and she she left us for heaven, and um, that morning, and we never thought this could happen, and we had no idea why. Um, we knew that she had put up an awful fight for her life, but we 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 didn't know any more than that. Um, it, it all happened so quick. Um, it became apparent then, I suppose, in the days that followed, um, that Kate had um had had strep A. Um, and strep A, you hear about strep A in the news and you hear about it, um, you know, the letters come out from school and, and different places about it when it's the time of year for it and um, it's it's very widely known and talked about and the symptoms are widely talked about and um, I think, um, you know, it's something that should have been, you know, a doctor should pick it up and should see it and you should get an antibiotic. Um, and if you get the antibiotic that sorts it out. But if you don't get the antibiotic when you have strep A, it can develop further and become invasive. Um, and it, become, it becomes invasive um, group A strep, IGAS it's called for short. And it, that means it gets into parts of the body that it's not supposed to be in. Like it, Normally people who get strep A might have um, tonsillitis or a throat infection or it's, it's more ear, ear, nose, throat. But it can also give skin infections and different things. But the real danger happens when it gets into the bloodstream or it gets into the lungs where it's not supposed to be and your body starts to try and fight it. And unfortunately, it takes over the body and eventually it... it, it well, I say eventually, but very quickly, it turns into sepsis. Um, and it's very common, which I didn't know either. But um, I suppose the thing I really want to say here to, to parents too is that strep A is so common. I've heard so many parents have been in contact with me in the last few weeks um, telling me about their children who had it or their, you know, their nephews or nieces. It's everywhere. And I know, I know it's everywhere. Yeah. So strep A should be seen and it should be treated. And if it's seen and treated, it's, you know, you're okay. It is a treatable infection. But if it's not seen, not treated, this is what can happen. And unfortunately, um, you know, Kate has paid the ultimate price with her life. Um, and she had such a great life and such an amazing life. And 
you know, we, we are left behind now to, to pick up the pieces. What was Kate like as a child, Claire? Kate was, I'm smiling now as you asked me, but, you know, even when I look back at all the pictures in the last five years, over the last few weeks, I've been looking back a lot more and every picture of her, she has this big smile that is just beaming. She was so happy. She was full of energy. She she could run and run and run and she'd never be tired. And I'd be running after her and I'd be tired. But she could she could dance, she could twirl, she could twirl to music for she could twirl a hundred times and not be dizzy. She loved going. She wasn't the one for sitting and relaxing. She was just mad and she loved the fun and the crack. And you know, you'd find her outside and she'd love nothing more than to be out and playing with water and there's actually a lovely video of she's playing with water outside in a hose and um, um, her daddy comes up behind her and he's taking a little video of her playing with the water and she spots him and she just looks up at his face and she gives this smile kind of with a glint in her eye and you just know what she's going to do and of course she soaks him with the hose, you know. Mm. She was a real joker and just full of beans and fun and like people say like, oh, you know, they talk about other people and say they lit up every room they went into and you often, you know, you think, you know, maybe, maybe not, but that's what Kate did. She, if she went somewhere, you knew she was there because you couldn't but the energy that she gave off was something else. And we always knew that Kate was very special. And, you know, she touched so many people's lives when she was here, even, you know, and, and since her passing, she has touched so many lives. And, and um, you know, for ourselves here in the house, the, the five of us, myself and my husband, Matty, and then our two boys, Matthew is eight and Daniel is, is nearly two. I mean, she was the centre of the house here, the life and soul of it mm-hmm. and, and the life and soul of the party. And I guess, you know, we're only realising now that, you know, she won't be coming back. There's nothing we can do to take her back. Um, you know, and we have photographs everywhere, and we have pictures everywhere and we have great memories, but... You know, the memories are painful as well because she should be here and she should be with us. You know, I find that when I when I look back lately at pictures and videos, you know, I get a pain in my stomach and I just think, God, she should be here. You know, how is this how is this life? You know, how is this even possible? You know, um she had her whole life ahead of her and, and I was excited to see where her life would bring her. Um, you know, and I thought she was my only daughter and I just thought it would be me and her kind of best friends for life and um, even though I do think she preferred daddy and the farm and the boys <laughs> at times too but um, you know you just you don't think this is going to happen in your life you know we, we had a very happy we had a very happy home and um, there was a lot of love in the house and a lot of happiness and, and fun and and, you know, we have, Kate loved the simple things. She loved to be just at home. All she wanted in life was to be at home. Everywhere we went, she'd have a great time. And then she'd just say to me, home, home, mammy. And and she'd be mad to get home. And I suppose that's, that's lovely to think she was so happy here that that's all she wanted to do was get home. Um, you know, it was all the simple things with her. It was being at home, having a little ice cream, jumping on the trampoline, you know, heading out to check the hens, running out to feed to feed the, the baby the baby lamb a bottle. She just loved she just loved the simple things but just she's just mad for going, going, going. Um 
she loved her two brothers then, Matthew and Daniel. Yeah. And she kind of had the best of both worlds because Matthew's that bit older. He kind of brought her on and then she had Daniel then. And, you know, she when he was a baby, she loved him because she could mind him and help me with him. And she loved all of that. He was like a little doll, you know, I suppose, back then. And then as he grew up, they became like best friends. You know, they were yeah. real sidekicks to each other. And she, um, she'd love to get him into bother. You know, she'd... Um, They'd, they'd do something they weren't supposed to be doing and she'd, she'd kind of move away and she'd kind of laugh then when he'd be caught, you know, um, doing it. And they'd sit together for everything. You know, they loved to sit up and watch Peppa Pig together um, and they'd be fighting over the remote. And, and Kate used to get the remote then and she'd, she'd sit on it. Once she'd get her channel on, she'd just sit on it. <laughs> and then she'd keep it and, and uh, nobody else could find it then until she got up, you know. Yeah. But... Um, it's just, yeah, it's a huge, a huge, um, the life and soul is, is just gone from the house. And how are you as a family coping with such an awful tragedy just a mere few weeks on? You mentioned um, Kate's brother, Matthew, he's only eight and Daniel two. How are they, yeah. how are they now after losing their sister? Um, I suppose for us all, I think it's the shock mm. is still with us. Um we haven't fully realised, you know, the finality of it all. Um, and I know with the boys, I suppose Matthew um, talks a lot about Kate and what happened. And I think he worries a lot. Um, you know, he, we've had great support from his school and they've been fantastic. And he, um, he tries to remember, we talk about Kate all the time. Uh, we try to keep it all fun and, and you know, okay, she's here, she'd be doing this. And for them, we try to keep it a happy, a happy memory all the time. And we try for them to be strong and, um, you know, to, to show them that, you know, we have to keep going even though we, we never don't, you know, even though it's difficult. Um, and, you know, even Daniel, he was only two. And, you know, you would think, oh, I suppose what breaks my heart is that Daniel probably won't have any of his own memories with her um, and they were such good friends I think she would have had such an influence over his life you know and they've missed their childhoods have totally changed now you know because of what's happened they don't get to grow up with Kate they don't get to grow up with her sister and you know she doesn't get to go to school she was supposed to start school with Matthew in September in Ballyfeeney and that's where my husband went to school as well and you know my husband was so happy that she was following along in his footsteps um, and Matthew was so excited that she'd be going you know and he found that particularly heartbreaking that you know now that she was, wasn't going to be coming um, and the, the children went in last week the, the new class for September went in the junior infants and um, they went in last week for you know two or three hours just to have a look around and to meet each other and um, you know Matthew came home and he was telling me about it and I suppose he was telling me you know who was the tallest and who was the smallest and he was telling me how many boys how many girls and and then he said to me I think Kate should have been there today shouldn't she and um, you know so he slowly realised and you know and then there's Daniel then he Myself and Daniel, a few weeks ago, we um, we went over to Kate's Play School um, unannounced. I just woke up one morning and I said, you know, I'm going to go and see Kate's little friends in Play School. And um, we we got up and got ready and we headed over. And um, as we turn, you turn off the main road and go down a little um, 
a side road you'd say to the place you specifically that way you wouldn't go that way if you were going anywhere else Mm. and um, when I turned off the main road Daniel started shouting out Kate's name you know and he was so excited Um, and I felt at the time that he thought we had left her there and we were getting her you know oh gosh that's Um, so heartbreaking yeah and that was that was tough to hear him Mm. I wasn't expecting him to be like that you know and and I just looked at him and I thought, oh, my God, you know, he thinks that I should offer here, you know. Um, and it's all them little things that are very tough, you know. Yeah. Um, like myself and my husband, we, you know, we're just trying to come to terms with what's happened. And we're just trying to be there for the two boys and be the best parents we can to them, you know, because um, life is very different now, you know, and, and we're different people probably than a few weeks ago, you know, and... Um, when you're dealing with such such big such a big thing and such big emotions, um, you know it's it's just always there in our minds. The case is whether it's a happy memory or a, a, a sad thought about what's happened, or whether you're thinking about something that she's missing for. She's just in her heads twenty four seven, you know, and she she will be for the rest of our lives, you know. Um, no parents should have to go through this. I think this is just the worst thing that could ever happen to a family. Um, sometimes I just wish it was an accident, you know, that it was just wrong place, wrong time or something, but it could have been prevented and it could have been treated and Kate could have still been with us. Um, and that's just what's hard, really hard to take, you know. Yeah, I just um, want to say, Claire, that you, and I'm sure listeners will agree, it's an unbelievably strong thing for you to do to come on on the show and and talk about this after such a short time after the, you know with this happening to, to you and your family it's it's incredible that you have that strength to be able to talk about it but you know I just feel I have no choice I, I whether I want to be strong or not I I have no choice you know and Kate's Kate's death can't be in vain you know and it has to there has to change has to come out of this. I mean, strep A is treatable, sepsis is treatable. I mean, I just, I, I want parents to hear what I'm saying and I want them to remember my voice and I want them to remember what's happened because I want them the next time they're, you know, bringing their child to a doctor or to a hospital. I want them to think of Kate and think of me and don't end up, you know, like us, you know. And I think if you go in to hospital with something and maybe if it's a bit unexplained, maybe you have, maybe you or your child or whoever has a lot of little symptoms um, or has kind of, you know, a few things and you're not sure and, you know, it's it's no harm to say, could this be strep A? Could this be sepsis? And say, say it to the doctors and say, well, why is it not sepsis? Why is it not strep A? You tell me. You know, and, and, and push them on it because, you know, you think when you go to the hospital, you're doing the right thing and, and you take the advice you're given and go to the professionals and, and you know, life just, life can change very quick. Um, and with us, life life did change very quick forever. And I just feel like I can't just be quiet about it because then it is going to happen again. And it is going to happen and I'm going to hear about it and it's going to break my heart. Um, and there's nothing I can do. There's not one single thing I can do for the rest of my life that will bring Kate back. And I'm realising that now. There's not one thing I can do. Nothing. There's nothing will bring Kate back or bring back our old life. 
And the only thing I can do is talk about what happened and just let people know and hope that, that this doesn't happen anybody else. And I just hope that people, you know, remember me talking about her and maybe they've seen a picture online and I hope that it saves another child from this because, you know, it's, if, it, if it saves one child, like it's worth it. It's worth me talking about it now because it's not nice to keep going over it. But I have to, I have no choice, you know, and I just hope that, um, you know, the parents just realise how precious life is and how precious our children are. And it was we were always happy. We were always happy with, with the kids and we were happy with our lives and our simple lives, you know, and we had great love and happiness at home and our kids always loved coming home and still, our boys still do. But, you know, I think I, I'd love parents just to make the most of every moment with their children, especially this summer. We thought we'd have, you know, days out and we, we used to be, we were excited for it. We used to say, Daniel and Kate will have a great summer this year together and they're going to love it. And, you know, they were the two of them were kind of into the same things. And, you know, we just thought this was kind of going to be their summer before she started school and was a bit too grown up for him, maybe. You know, they would have had a great year, great summer together. And, um, you know, now I, I see him outside playing on his own. You know, Matthew's in school and he's here with me on his own. And, you know, it's hard to see that, you know. And I, yeah. I, I just hope that parents just make the most of the small moments. And, you know, just sit down. It's not about big things or big gestures. And just sit down, read books, go out and play, jump on the trampoline, do the small things that make them happy and make them laugh. Because if you do that, you won't need to worry about anything anything bigger. Once your kids are happy, it's number one. You know, and Kate was so happy. She was the light of our lives. And I just, I wish, I wish things were different. But, you know, we... We have to keep going for the boys and, you know, she, she'd be with us forever. We were blessed to be her parents and we were, we're so proud of her and all that she has achieved in her five years. And, you know, it's still achieving, you know, even all of this. I'm sure she's, you know, given us strength too from, from heaven, you know. Claire, I think I can speak for everyone listening this morning that we can only wish you, uh, I, I suppose trying to find comfort and and being able to tell your story and you know and if as you say if if it if it saves another child's life um wouldn't it be it'd be worth it yeah and i i want to reiterate as well claire that this the strength that you have to come on and talk like that is just incredible um, I know it couldn't be easy for you to come on and 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 talk about that so soon after, um, and I I think you should be commended for that as well. Well, thank you. 